Welcome back again, friends, to Your Daily Bible Podcast as we continue working through the book of 1 Peter. Today we are in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 11 and 12, starting in verse 11. Dear friends, I warn you as temporary residents and foreigners to keep away from the worldly desires that wage war against your very souls. So I want to stop here and just see what the Apostle Peter is saying to the churches. He just got done telling them some thrilling information in the previous verses. He called them a royal priesthood. He called them a chosen people, a holy nation, God's very own possession. And then he begins the next verse by saying, Dear friends, you can hear um, the, the desire, the love in his heart, how he addresses um, these people. Dear friends, I warn you as temporary residents and foreigners, I warn you, that's strong language. He's saying because we are temporarily here on earth, we are foreigners, this is really important understanding. What Peter is trying to remind these young um, Roman believers living in this area of modern-day Turkey, he's trying to remind them that the life that we are living now here on this earth is only temporary, that we are only here for but a blink, for but a moment. This has been a theme through this entire section of the book of First Peter, that we are no longer naturally born citizens of the empire, of the humanity. We have a new identity. We are new creations. We are God's people chosen by God, made by God. So we need to live our life different than how the world lives its life. This is a very unpopular message today as it was the day Peter gave it to these people living in Rome. It was very unpopular then, it's unpopular now because we want to live our life how we want to live it. We want to do what we want to do when we want to do it with whoever we want to do it with. We have a desire to be in control of ourselves, to be our own master and our own Lord. But Peter warns them. He says, the worldly desires that you have are waging war against your soul. Verse 12, be careful to live properly among your unbelieving neighbors. Then, even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see your honorable behavior and they will give honor to God when he judges the world. So he turns it then from just about the consequences of sin in our own life, which the consequences of sin in our own life are great. He turns it from that to not, as, not only is it for you, but it's for your unbelieving neighbors. He turns it to an evangelistic reason. It's for your unbelieving neighbors so that even when they accuse you, because have you ever been accused by a neighbor, by a coworker, by somebody in the community of something that you didn't do, of something you didn't say, of a motive that you didn't have? He says, even if they accuse you of doing wrong, because of the way you live your life 
because of what you do and how you say it and how you love people and how you sacrifice and how you live according to God's purpose, according to God's plan, that one day they will actually, when God judges the world, see that what you did was right. This is so important that you and I understand that we are on display. The minute that you profess Jesus Christ as your Savior and you enter into this new creation, this royal priesthood, this new family, you are now a city on a hill. You are on display. You are the candle that's lit in the middle of the room. And when the world sees you, they're getting a glimpse of what you believe Jesus is. When the world sees you, they see Jesus. And so, if we put Jesus on display as a judgmental, as a grouchy, as a stingy, as an angry uh, person and faith, then that's what your neighbor is going to believe God and Jesus and his people are like. But on the contrary, if we demonstrate who Jesus really is, if we love people and serve people and care for people, and speak the truth in love and speak about the hope that we have, then what will happen is our neighbors will begin to see in us Jesus. And when you see Jesus for who he really is, he is absolutely irresistible. And that is our hope, that through our lives, that our neighbors would see Jesus and would be drawn into a relationship with him. Let's pray. Jesus, I'm so thankful that you have given us a new citizenship. And it's not of this broken world. As we look around us, God, we grieve for the brokenness that we see every day. And I pray that we, as the, your uh, hands and feet, your followers, your people, will live our lives in such a way, God, that people will see you in us that people will be drawn into relationship with your son, Jesus, because we represent you in this world well by the power of your Holy Spirit. I pray, God, that you help us to live our lives in the public square for Jesus, by Jesus, so that Jesus is seen in everything we say and do. I pray it in his name. Amen.